if you're ready. When faith is not exercised, when faith is not exercised, the promises of God, the promises of God, when faith is not exercised, the promises of God bring no comfort. Need to think about that one. When faith is not exercised, the promises of God bring no comfort. Okay, turn with me to the book of Romans. And while you're turning there, Father, we're praising you. We just give you thanks that as we look to your word, Father God, our eyes of our understanding may be open, Father God, that we may glean, Father God, and make it available to us. Amen. Okay, we need to uh, face the facts that sometime during this coming year of 2015, every person will likely encounter some difficulties along the way that may spell trouble. Uh, what are we to do? How are we to react? What necessary steps are to be taken? We must gain a proper perspective of the difficulties of these troubles. And certainly we can always look away from the troubles to our source of help. Amen? <coughs> Pardon me. Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and 2, we've, most of you have it highlighted, but let's read it. That's Romans 12, verses 1 and 2. I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Wow. Paul urges his readers, you and I, to stop being fashioned or conform to this world. Um, another word for conform today is to be politically correct. Uh, terrific pressure is being brought upon each believer to fit into a moral society in which we are to live in. Uh, the world's standard or stands for a range of lifestyles and so forth that are contradictory to God. The moral standards of the world are false, deceitful, and sinful. Though the pattern of the world is ungodly and gives no consideration to spiritual life. We need to respond positively or positively to the challenge that was set before us in Romans chapter 1, which says, I beseech you 
Therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. If we would follow that, we would be ahead of the game. Amen? Um, we would know that evil is contagious and aggressive. And that it will invade every cell of our being if we consent to it and let it have its course in our lives. We also must realize that spiritual progress can be made, hallelujah, in spite of these situations that, uh, or troubles that may come upon us. So our, our attitudes, our ambitions, and our actions must be something that will distinguish us from the world. Amen? So what is your attitude? What's our attitude and so forth? Um, we must note that the world around us is actively aggressive. I think we all notice that. It's different. It insists on conform, conforming for us to conform. Amen? It represents the opposite of nonconformity. Okay? Standing for godly values, you are considered old-fashioned, bigoted, and hateful. Wow. So let's look to, turn to, I should say, book of Luke. And we'll go to chapter 8. That's Luke chapter 8. You know, right now, in many parts of the world, if you don't conform to the Muslim religion, you're killed. And many Christians around the world are being are dying because they will not change. Glory to God. And uh, they are in the presence, those that have died are in the presence of the Lord. Rejoicing. And there are they are our brothers and sisters who have passed the test and are in heaven. Their coronation is there. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So we have to be non-conforming. You know, there, in our own country, there are certain cities that have adopted Muslim law, Sharia law, into our country. That they only have, for the, for the Muslims, they have a special court that are, are put forth on Muslim laws, the Sharia law and so forth that we are not to invade. And there are certain areas uh, of certain cities you better not go into. Because you know, it's just bad news. So we see that if you don't conform, something's going to happen. And we can't conform. According to the Word of God, it says we can't conform. Uh, let's, uh, if you found Luke chapter 8, 
That's Luke chapter 8. I want to look at verse 14. Jesus is talking about seeds here. Verse 14, And they which fell among the thorns, they which, when they had heard, go forth and are choked with the cares and riches and pleasures of this life and bring no fruit to perfection. So we see here that, that some conform, what I'm seeing here, some conform to the world. They could not stand, so they conform to the world. We can't do that. We cannot conform to the world system. And many things are happening, even in our country, that we need to watch and be aware of. Uh, the pressures to conform us are the world, the flesh, and the devil. By nature, we have built-in tendencies to conform. We are imitators by nature. We learn both good and bad as we conform. There are certain patterns that we learn when we're brought up. When you're a child. Some, some, some children are brought up to be, quote, hell raisers. And just juvenile delinquents right away. And you know within 10 or 15 years, you know where they're going to be. They're going to be in juvenile hall and so forth because of, of their upbringing. They conform to that principle. We can't conform. We can't let this happen to us or our children. Okay? Um, there are good examples, you know, that we have that, that we follow, and there are bad examples. You know, we have parents and teachers, heroes and celebrities and idols that we pattern our lives with. We want to conform to those patterns, whether they're good or bad. And if we can't, can't get to them, we, we push hard to, to be like those um, conforming, that means by nature we want to be in groups. Think about it. We associate with groups by joining uh, associations or organizations. Um, and we put effort to conform to the principles and practices of that group. I mean, here we have a group. We, we conform to what we see God's word is. Other people, you know, they conform to other things. It all depends where you want to conform to. There are certain things you can conform to. But the word of God tells us we need to transform our minds from being in the world system. Okay? Glory to God. Hallelujah. Um, we fear that being different... We're out of place. Think about it. In school, grade school, when they were choosing sides, who or when were you picked? You wanted to be with a certain group. You wanted to identify. And if you're picked last, you know where everybody thought you were. 
right? I can only raise my hand. Even as adults, you may want to join a certain organization or something. You don't qualify. You don't have the education, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Your social status is not where it belongs. So there's a lot of areas that we want to conform to. So the, the structures of society today have a powerful influence in promoting conforming. People are not free to be individuals anymore. If you're a non-conformance, you know, uh, they feel that you must conform or be ostracized or eliminated from consideration of being at a social level or a business level or a professional advancement. If you don't perform, do these things, you can't advance because you're not conforming. Many, uh, many Christians that are going to colleges now or universities, when they bring up you know, the creation and the pers professors talking about Darwinism and, and the Big Bang Theory, th these kids are already got an F. You have to conform to, the, to what the professor says, even though it's not proven, wrong, uh, proven right. That's heavy. So, what, so what, what, what is happening in these young people's minds, they're getting trash put in it. And if they don't reject it right away, after taking the test and so forth, they begin to follow that standard, and pretty soon they have the same standard as what they've been taught, which is all wrong. Whoa. So we, we must be transformed by the renewing of our mind. Uh, the entertainment business or media is very effective in, in promoting attitudes, habits, and customs um, that result in large groups conforming to a certain way of life. Uh, there are, is a subconscious need for us, uh, oftentimes, to have eat certain foods. It's going to make you look good. Wear certain clothing, you're going to be the life of the party. Um, drive certain automobiles, you need to be drinking and smoking. Uh, you are convinced to direct your life towards their goals if you want to be in the in crowd. That is, if you follow the lead, if you get these things, you can be in the in crowd. Otherwise, you're not conforming. So, I have a few questions for you, and only you can answer these questions. Are you a conformist? On the job? Have you let the world squeeze you into its mold? Do you think like the average unsaved person? 
Do you act like the unsaved individual that has no love for God and has no awareness of spiritual things? These are questions for Christians. Have you accepted the world's standard for your success? Whoa, that's a heavy one, isn't it? Okay, conformity. Some believers have traded their thoughts, rejected or ignored God as they make their decisions and choices. So let's see someone that conform. Let's go all the way back to the book of Genesis. You should be partially through Genesis. Genesis chapter 13, if you're reading it through the Bible, that is. Genesis chapter 13. Look at verse, beginning of verse 8, Genesis 13, 8. And Abraham, or Abram said unto Lot, Let there be no strife, for I pray, between me and thee, and between my herdsmen and thy herdsmen, for we are brethren. Is not the whole land before thee? Separate thyself, I pray thee, from me. If thou wilt take the left hand, and then I will go to the right. If thou depart to the right hand, then I will go to the left. Verse 10. And Lot lifted up his eyes and beheld the plain of Jordan, and it was well watered everywhere before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah, even as the garden of, of the Lord, like the land of Egypt that has cometh unto Zor. Verse 11, Then Lot chose him all the plain of Jordan, and Lot journeyed east, and they separated themselves, themselves the one from another. Wow. Lot and Abraham, or Abram, um, gave consideration to God's will. Not to God, did not consider God's will, but he lifted up his eyes and looked at the prosperity. He was concerned only about material prosperity. He didn't think about spiritual prosperity. Being younger, the younger one, he should have said, Abraham, you choose and I'll take, I'll take the other side. I'll take the other. But he didn't. He was selfish. He conformed to the world's system. Let's go to Matthew chapter 4 now. In Matthew chapter 4. Matthew chapter 4, we, we see Jesus being tempted by the devil. And in verse 3 it says, And when the tempter had come to him he, and said, If thou be the Son of God, command these things, that these stones be made bread. Some people make a decision based on economics. Um, what, what, are, what are your primary goals in life? What are your primary goals in life? To be successful, have money, uh, to have a large house. All those are great goals, but none of those goals were spiritual. And Jesus also said, you know, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every 
Word of God. So we need to have spiritual, our spiritual sight should be always first, but most Christians are not there. We have conformed to the world system. To be successful, we will, you know, do this and that. Um, let's go to, uh, go back to the book of Luke. Luke chapter, I didn't go first time, okay. Luke chapter 12. Verse 15, that's Luke 12, 15. Jesus speaks, Take heed and be aware of covetousness, for a man's life consists not in the abundance of things which he possesses. And he spake a parable. Here's a parable. And the, and the ground of a certain rich, rich man brought forth plentiful, and he sought within himself, saying, What shall I do, because I have no room where to bestow my fruits? And he said, I will do this. And I'll pull down the, my barns and build greater, and there will I bestow all my fruits and all my goods. Material things. And I will say to my soul, So thou hast much goods laid up for many years. Take thy ease, eat and drink, and be merry. But God said unto him, Thou fool, this night thy soul shall be required of thee. When whose things will be which thou hast provided. So he that layeth up treasure for himself and is not rich towards God. So we need to have some spiritual thought. We can't conform to the world's standards. Yeah. Now our speech. Um, reveals much of our character. How do you speak? Are you speaking God's word? Or, or have we shifted or remained, I'll put this, remained in, in, in our old nature instead of go, moving with God? How many of you ever heard some Christian? I mean, you know, they say they're a Christian and, and all of a sudden a blue streak comes flying out. Or, well, I'm a Christian, but... Wow, that is a, you know, somebody's got a dirty joke going on. And Hello? Or there's some gossip going on and you spread gossip? You're conforming to the world. We're conforming to the world when we do that. A lot of untruthfulness and unkindness should be eliminated. We should not conform. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 4 right now. Ephesians chapter 4. Look at verse 17. Ephesians 4, 17. This I say therefore and testify in the Lord that ye henceforth walk not as other Gentiles walk in the vanity of their minds. Well, 
We have to have our minds changed and transformed according to Romans 12. There is conformity in, in today, we're going to look at a few of these, conformity in, in recreation. We live in a time when people are possessed with the idea of having fun. I mean, there's nothing wrong, but a lot of people, that's all they want to do, you know. Come Sunday, we're going out to the lake, or we're going to go fishing, or we're going to do that. God does not enter into the picture. There are many forms of recreation whose primary appeal is to lower the appetites of human nature. Recreation. How about adult films? <laughs> you can turn on the TV and run to certain channels and you can find all the adult films you want. Or you can go, to, when you go to, uh, you spend a night at a hotel or something, they, they turn on TV and they give you a list of X-rated things you can watch. Hate to say it, but uh, there's a good number of ministers when they go out. They dial in to the, quote, adult movie channels. I'm glad they can say they, you know, when they took the... the, the the questionnaire, they were at least honest to say that they did it. But uh, what is that promoting within themselves and to the congregation? Because it's going to slip out somehow, some way. How about adult beverages or alcohol beverages? Even you, we can go into narcotics. Or drugs, I should say, put it that way. Those are adult forms of recreation. <laughs> I remember in high school, um, going off campus, they let us to go off campus and Boy, you never seen so many people light up. These kids light up. They're smoking their cigarettes and, you know, plant, thinking they're big stuff because they can do something with an adult. Does. That's, you know, that's quote an adult recreation because you've got to be 18 before you can buy this stuff. But here they are, you know. Hello. You know what I'm talking about. Then we have violence. Recreation. Violence. Where do you find violence? Well, you find violence in all the video games. A lot of the video games today. Uh, there are terrorist video games. Learn how to kill without even thinking. Kids now play these games and they have, they, I guess they got scales or levels, steps. And if you get that, you kill so many, you get to the next one. Where was it teaching them? They, they, their mind is oblivious to terror and, and violent killing. I mean, you chop off a head, stab one, hang them, whatever they do, shoot them. 
but it's all mine. It's, and this is recreation. Wow. And they don't think anything of it because they're in front of a screen. But once they get that mentality within them, they can go out there and actually perform some of these things in real life and not even think of, think of it as a crime, but as a game, a real live game. That's, that's recreation today. This all leads, leads to go down, downward, not upward. Okay? How about conformality, or, or I can't get these words out, or attitudes towards others? Race and creed is a painful problem in America. Uh, the unchristian like attitudes held towards others different than ourselves is deplorable. So let's not let the world mold us into evilness. Now, what are the harmful effects of conformity? To conform to the world is to decline our spiritual heritage. To conform to the world is to decline from our spiritual heritage. Christians are to serve as salt that preserves the society from decay. Jesus said we are the salt of the earth. And a light. A light provides warmth and reveals the way to abundant life. Or makes it possible. Uh, Matthew chapter 5. Let's look at it. Matthew chapter 5. Jesus is speaking here. Verse 13. You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt has lost its savor, wherewith shall it be salted? It is henceforth good for nothing, but, be, but to be cast out and be trodden under foot of men. How does the salt lose its savor? It conforms to the world's standards. Verse 14, you are the lie of the world, a city that is set on a hill that cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under, under a bushel, but on a candlestick. And it giveth light to all that are in the house. Let your light shine before men, that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. How much salt and light are you putting out? Are we putting out? I'll put it that way. Hello. I didn't think it's going to be that hard today. To conform to the world is to bring uh, disrespect to the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. 2 Corinthians 5, 17 says, We are new creatures in Christ Jesus. Old things are passed away. The Lord expects us to be different because we have been transformed. And the Holy Spirit resides within us. The unsaved world expects the Christian to be different. They may not like you, but they expect you to be different. 
Hello. Whoa, glory to God, hallelujah. If we conform to the world, we destroy our potential testimony for Christ. Let's go back to Genesis chapter 19 this time. Genesis chapter 19. Look at that. Well, we'll say this is a, a believer. He had to believer, be a believer. He was, Lot was with Abraham, Abram or Abraham all, most of his adult life. Genesis chapter 19, looking at verse 14. And Lot went out and spake unto his son-in-laws, which married his daughters, and said, Get up, you out of this place. The Lord will destroy the city. But he seemed as one that mocked unto his sons-in-law. An unbelieving world needs a testimony of a transformed life as well as a testimony of our lips before they will seek a Savior and Lord for their own lives. If you're, you're acting like the devil and all of a sudden you find out something and you go up to that individual, you've got to change because this is going to happen. They're going to mock you. Just like this. Sons-in-law, that means they were known, they had to know Lot pretty good. They had to have at least dinner once in a while. And when he said, we better, you, you got to come with, with us. Something's going to happen. The Lord's going to say, ah, forget you. You don't have a good testimony. Wow. To conform to the world is to experience disrespect on the part of those who would be blessed by our lives. If an unbeliever cannot see the new quality in your life, your efforts to persuade them to attend church or even accept Jesus will only be a result of ridicule and rejection. Well, why should I go to church? You act just like me and we're the same. That's pretty heavy. To conform to the world causes you to experience the, 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 the displeasure of God. Whoa. Looking at Lot again. Lot saw all the accumulation that he, that he and his efforts go up in smoke and turn into ashes. And he would have been gone if it were not for Abram. Abraham. Pray, get, get my nephew out of there. And there was not even one righteous there. Well, maybe partial, because it said Lot was vexed. Hey. Turn with me to first Samuel. First Samuel. First Samuel chapter fifteen. We see here King, King Saul. 1 Samuel chapter 15. They were supposed to kill these. Uh, uh, Lord asked them to remove the Amalekites. First, 
First uh, Samuel chapter 15, looking at verse 9. But Saul and the people spared Agai, and the rest of the and the best of the sheep and the oxen and the fattening of the lambs, and all that was good, and would not utterly destroy them, but everything that was vile and refuge that they destroyed utterly. In other words. King Saul conformed, uh, conformed to the opinion that some things are good. Thus he rejected God's word on it. And we see in verse 23 of that same chapter. Oops, 15. Verse 23. Samuel is speaking to Saul. For the rebellion is of the sin of witchcraft and stubbornness as the iniquity of idolatry. Because thou hast rejected the word of the Lord, he has also rejected thee from being king. That's dissatisfaction when God finds it. That's being, God is dissatisfied with, with Saul and says, you're not going to be there anymore. How many Christians have fallen into that position? I'm doing well, I'm doing well, but you know, I, I can do, you know, I could step over here and do this a little bit. Yes, a little bit. Oh, I'm on the right side. Oh, this is something good. We keep on edging over and pretty, you know, this little white, uh, little gray area. Oh, you know, I got, got by with it. It's a little bit darker, but I know where I, I should be over there, but I know God. He, he knows my heart. Have you ever heard that? God knows my heart. And we keep on slipping in the darkness. What happens there? What does it say here? God gets dissatisfied with us. And let us go into those realms. We can't do that. Oh boy. Now, I want us to go have you find the book of If I can find it myself. Jonah! He's right after Obadiah. I know you know the boys. Jonah. Chapter 1. Verse 1. And the word of the Lord came unto Jonah, the son of Amrith, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and cry against it, for, the, for their wickedness has come before me. But Jonah rose up to flee to Tarsh, Tarsh from the presence of the Lord and went down to Joppa, and he found a ship going to Tarsh. So he paid the fare thereof and went down into it to go with them to unto Tarsh from the presence of the Lord. Whoa! Jonah conformed to the world, to the, to the opinion that Nineveh stinks. They are, they are enemies of Israel, so I'm not going to go down there at all. Because God, you made a mistake here. They're enemies of Israel, and, you, and Israel is the apple of your eye, and I'm not going to go down to these people and tell them that they are sinful. Just strike them. Just send down another bolt of lightning and 
demolish the place. Well, that's not what, that was not God's opinion here. So Noah's, Noah's conformed opinion of Nineveh did not match up with God's idea of Nineveh. Jonah's uh, disobedience led him into the belly of a fish. Not a pleasurable atmosphere. Looking at verse 17. Now the Lord appeared on, uh, prepared a great fish to swallow up Jonah, and Jonah was in the belly of the fish three days and three nights. You know, science is, you know, escalating. But when they, when, when, I remember watching a documentary. When they first, uh, this is in the 1800s, I believe, maybe mid-1800s, there was a, uh, somebody that had a toy, tear in his stomach. And uh, he went to the doctor, and, and it, could, it was an opening. You could see and so the, the doctor wanted to experiment. He wanted to find out. So he had the guy eat certain things and see how the digestive system worked. I mean, how do you think they got these? How do you figure they got these? And this is, you know, science at that time was progressing to where we are now. I mean, I mean, just like the light bulb, you know, when you consider Edison's light bulb considered what we got now, I mean, that's, that's really, you know, arcade, but this was, this was new science. So they actually he put a string on a piece of meat and the guy swallowed it and it went down and after a little bit he, they pulled it out. And it was putrid smelling in that stomach. Well, guess where Noah, Jonah was? So three days and three nights in that type of atmosphere, you want to be spit out. So there was some displeasure there, okay? If we are to serve God significantly, we must refuse to be compromised and conform to the world system in doing their things or its things. Each of us can experience victory over the world by renewing our minds and having a positive Outcome by taking the word of God and not conform. We are being transformed through God's word. So, the year 2015, which is before us, the majority of it anyway. So let us rise up. Some of you guys... Mm. to each and every occasion and not compromise our way and honor God. I know one person that's rising up. There's an expectancy in this person. Right? She's expecting something to go down the street in other than riding a bicycle. She's going to rise up to the occasion. Or they're going to go out there, oh, that one looks good, that one looks good, until they find the car, and then she's going to be all excited. We need to be excited. This is the day the Lord has made. Don't conform to the world. 
Amen? So, going back to the nugget, when faith is not exercised, the promises of God bring no comfort. So the promises of God that you look at in the Bible are no comfort to you unless you exercise your faith to bring them through or into manifestation. Amen. Let's all stand. Hope you got something out of it. Don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Glory to God. Father, we're praising you. We just give you thanks. We thank you, Lord, that you've given us a lesson on being conformed to the world, Father God. I thank you, Lord, that your Holy Spirit will bring greater revelation, Father God, than that which was taught and Father God, that we are transforming our mind according to your word. And that this year of 2015 will be a great and mighty year of victory and success in your word. We praise you for it. And everyone said, Amen. Thank you.